0: My name is James Rowlands and in 2015 I started a Domino podcast with my friend
1: Dan Mike and for five years we have brought you the very best of the network but it's time for a change.
0: Now we don't just confine ourselves to Vinnie Mac bring you AEW, Impact njpw and, and all the latest for the British wrestling scene.
1: But we will still bring you all our old favourites including NXT update, takeovers and live shows for the big four.
0: This year we will decide who is the greatest British wrestler in the world plus so much more.
1: But until we watch everything, we are with you and
0: we We are the WNR. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands and as always I'm joined by... Dan White. Right. And today it's the r 2 NXT Update Part 2.
1: Two. But before we
0: do anything, let's start with the alternate intro and we have at least two sides. The world we live in is a world of opposites and the trick is to reconcile these opposing things. I've always liked both sides. In order to appreciate one, you have to know the other. The more darkness you can gather up, the more light you can see too. And that is David Lynch and like I said... We have been looking at AEW and of course NXT as well, but now the normal intro.
1: <coughs> After the fun of last week's AEW but <coughs> <laughs> I haven't downloaded properly yet yeah. either. <laughs> After the fun of last week's AEW Double or Nothing event, we are back in NXT with another five episodes to get bang up to date before NXT in your house tomorrow. Well,
0: we have two major announcements. Major, major announcements. But more about that later. So let's get started on NXT Update. And we start off with the May 6th edition.
1: The two title matches get top billing during the Open, but Doomsday's arrival gets too close. Tom or Todd Phillips is ringside. And then kicks it to Mauro Ranallo and Beth Phoenix for our opener.
0: Yeah, our first match is Johnny Gargano versus Dominic Dijakovic. Johnny gets new music, so I guess we can't call him Rebel Heart anymore. Gargano uses his speed to evade and get some cheap shots. Dyjakovic catches a kick and punches Johnny in the chest. The bigger man's power advantage is then on display. Johnny hands it up regarding work DD did to his knee and baits Domin for a chop block of his own. With Dyjakovic on his knees, Gagano is able to lay in strikes of his own, but a big, glaring comeback leads to a release suplex and a cover for DD.
1: Dominic goes to work, but Candice Lorraine makes her way to ringside as he delivers a backbreaker to Johnny. The distraction allows Gagano to dump him to the floor. Candice checks on a man as we go to commercial.
0: Well, the ray distract straight works while a man gets to remove the turnbuckle cover, but the referee stops him. Didi catches him on a crossbody and hits a sit-out choke slam for two. Two. Battle in the corner before Gagano finally exposes the turnbuckle. Johnny ran is in face first into the steel, then hits a slingshot DDT, now called the one final beat for the win.
1: Yes, Gagano, uh, Johnny Gagano defeated Dominic Dijakovic via pinfall.
0: We get a flashback to Imperium's attack on Matt Riddle and Timothy Thatcher last week. Marcel Barthel and Fabian Eichner get a promo challenging the bruiser, Rosaweights for the NXT tag titles. They can't watch Riddle and his allies disrespect their sport any longer because to them, the map is sacred.
1: We'll get more interim Cruiserweight title tournament action tonight, but first, more commercials. We then see Io Shirai warming up and it's time for Group B action. And it's Akira Tozawa versus Gentleman Jack Haragher. Well, Jack goes for a drop kick at the bell, but comes up empty to push stretch as his, this thing is moving fast. Samoan drop from Gallagher, but Tazawa comes right back with a German. Jack outside to regroup and catches his opponent with an elbow. When he tries to follow with a dive, things finally slow down as Gallagher works the heat.
0: Well, Tazawa escapes from a chin lock by falling to the ropes after a battle on the apron. A senton off the top quickly ends it, and Akira Tazawa goes 2-0 up, defeating Jack Gallagher, who goes 2-0 down. I guess it makes sense.
1: Uh, Mackenzie McFeels to be a front-runner. He says, two down, two to go. He's never faced El Gijo del Fantasma, but he vows to beat him.
0: Well, after the Heroes Project Radio, we see Charlotte Flair get ready to defend her title. Then it's more women's action. It is Zia Lee versus Chelsea Green. Robert Stone introduces client and Green directs the camera to get preferred angles during her entrance. She uses the train on her entrance gear to distract Lee at the bell. Now's a front kick but Zia recovers quickly for a takedown. Big flurry of kicks from Lee but here comes a liar or noomph. noomph. She distracts and then jumps on the apron and Lee puts it down with a kick Black crates an open for Chelsea to hit the uh, I'm Prettier.
1: Yes, Chelsea Green defeats Zia Lee, V pinfall.
0: And Stone helps a liar, or numph, up after the match.
1: Velveteen Dream is in his lounge. The time is finally here. He and Adam Cole have arrived at their moment. It's not a dream, it's dream over. Cross is next after a word from our sponsors.
0: We get a factoid about how long Cole's been champ. They go black and white for Cross's entrance. So we're going to watch it now. It's kind of too epic. For words. And we see Scarlet syncing the theme with closes with a chorus of Fallen Prey. The Joe posing in the middle of a fog-covered ring. So here we go. This is carrying Cross making his NXT debut. Is this Crosswatch? Yes, this is Crosswatch, I suppose. We're going to see what he's like because there's been a lot of hype going into it. Of course, he laid Chumper out uh, the other week on NXT. We're going to see how tough this man is. But I've heard a lot about this entrance. Well, there's definitely an NXT feel about this entrance. You know, talk about the production going into... Great entrance in the time-lapse like Nakamura's, and pure black and white, and that's a Scarlet Bordeaux singing along with the lyrics. You know, fucking got a bit of everything, has it, <laughs> really? It's, t- it's turned to the Ascension a little bit now. Fall and Prey. Well, shit me, Dan. What do you think of that entrance? Well, it
1: certainly is different, you know, the, with the entrance, there's certainly billing Carrion Cross. I'm not too keen on Carrion yeah. for his first name, but... <laughs> Cross, you know, they'll certainly be the the next big thing.
0: Without a doubt, you know, like I said, be, uh, taken out Chumper and now... And poor old Leon Ruff gets the honours. <laughs> His first match, and the smoke has not cleared, the dust has not settled yet, and Cross is just, he, he's got those eyes, those crazy eyes, that you just know you're not sure what he's going to do.
1: He yeah, has certainly got the crazy eyes made famous by How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> yeah, but
0: you've seen a guy yeah. make this kind of impact in NXT... In a very long
1: time as he again picks up Ruff. Ruff landing. Just picks him up. The cross jacket is his finisher. Wow. And Leon Ruff taps out almost immediately.
0: Well, a submission in. Job done. Bordeaux celebrates. What are your thoughts on this match, Dan, in carrion Kill- Crosses NXT debut?
1: Um, again, not too keen on the name. I'll need to see more of a, a challenging match to get a bit more of a judge on his character. But, you know, there's certainly... Well, definitely building them up to uh, to be an absolute monster.
0: Without a doubt. Well, Cross shakes off for a free so Scarlett can raise his hands. The exit is pretty dope
1: as well. We get a video package for Flair versus Shirai, which is next. But after some commercials, Matt Riddle and Timothy Thatcher get some mic time. What Imperium did last week was unforgivable. And then to ask for a title shot on top of that, Riddle's game, if Tim and Timothy is... Thatcher says, "You knock him out, I'll tap him out."
0: All right, so that's for next week. But right now, it's a very interesting matchup because, of course, Caeleb won the lather match to become number one contender, and now she's going to face Charlotte Flair. Uh, first up, what are your thoughts on Charlotte Flair as NXT champion at this moment in time?
1: Well, you know, she kind of reminds me of the uh, the Hulk Hogan. You know, uh, the NXT numbers are failing a bit against AEW, so you know. Bring back Hulk or Flair. And, you know, that boost the ratings.
0: Well, I think without that, and I think what we've seen with Flair, especially with her involvement, Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, she's not being really treated as like a kind of face of Hill. They're kind of treating her more as just like a star. And I think with Charlotte, you know, like I say, I... Really used to dislike her, but in, in big matches, she always puts in big performances. And I don't think you can fault that from her. And you can see why. I mean, she's already a 12-time champion. There's no doubt she's going to beat her dad's number of title reigns. And, you know, probably possibly maybe even hit the 20 mark, which would be incredible when you think about um As for Io Shirai... I think she's kind of gone underneath the radar in NXT. And I think ever since turning Hill we've seen a different side. And it's maybe in another time, she would have been the the go-to in NXT. But instead, it's been, like I said, Baszler and, and Charlotte. Does Shai tonight, does she, does she deserve a run with a championship? Can she beat Flair?
1: I think, you know, um, it's, it certainly makes Shirai a legitimate champion if she can beat someone, you know, that's... Charlotte Flair. Yeah. You know, as opposed to beating any old Sally with the title belt. It you know, and again, no disrespect to any other woman on the roster that would hold the title, but you know, to get one over on Charlotte Flair would certainly be a step up.
0: Without a shadow of a doubt, and I think with Shy, with the the moveset and what she can do in the ring, she might be one of the most impressive athletes in NXT and uh, and I think we haven't seen the kind of best of her yet, and we've seen different sides. Which is definitely work, I think this match is going to be more about Charlotte uh, being proved by e you o know, like she can hang with her because I think we 've seen with Charlotte recently she 's had that confidence of being able to take out women quite easily. That was nice by EO like managing to dodge that and now you see the flips as well. Drop kick taking down Charlotte and again another nip up Charlotte is full of confidence let 's not forget she beat five other women to get this opportunity,
1: but if anyone 's going to bury uh... A strong Asian who certainly deserves to be champion is going to be Charlotte Flair. Well,
0: I'm still not overly the uh, WrestleMania 34 loss. You That's know. what I wanted to bring up. <laughs> I, I really, and it's a shame really, but I mean, Charlotte getting about and working with, with certain women, I think it's going to help the women's division in a way, you know. Th- but the other effect, like you said, is her getting pushed down people's throats too much.
1: So Charlotte Flair's kind of acting like a cocky heel, yeah. Io Shirai's the heel inch.
0: Exactly. The kind of the face and heel divides kind of gone away in the uh, the women's division. Sometimes I mean, could even like someone like Becky Lynch showed a bit of heel tendencies as well in her character. So I suppose it's again and Oscar as well. Even going back to her reign in NXT, she always had that kind of. Um, but again, arrogance is due when you think you are the best. And the same for Oscar. Same with Charlotte. And it's Shy's chance to maybe turn us around.
1: Sunset flip by Shirai, but Flair again, straight on the offence.
0: Charlotte's just been one step ahead in this match so far.
1: So, EO you know, Shirai, this has probably got to be one of her biggest matches of her NXT career.
0: Yeah, I mean, she's come up short in her big matches. And there's no doubt, you know, not just because I picked her to be the May Young Classic winner she lost in the final, but with other championship opportunities, she's come up short as well. So this is a huge moment for Eo to prove that, you know, she can actually get the job done and beating someone like Charlotte... Will be a huge statement.
1: So, you know, if there was predictions on the line, where which way would your allegiance lie?
0: I think at the moment it would have to be for Charlotte. And, you know, there might be a bit of shenanigans or whatever it is, but I feel like they're they're trying to do something. And there's no doubt Eo deserves a chance, could beat Charlotte. But I think the way they're going at the moment, especially with a takeover coming up, it'd be surprising if they change the title so soon.
1: Well, you never know. Stranger things have happened in the world of WWE.
0: No, I doubt. I mean, we just saw it earlier tonight as well. With cross-making his debut, attacking Chumper. We see these two men interacting as well. Times are changing in NXT, and there's no doubt about that. We're going to see more new talent coming in. That includes in the women's division. So people like Shai and Candice LeRae, who's had a recent attitude change, are going to have to really step up or be replaced. Look at liar or Nymph being around for a few years, when she's going to step up and take a chance.
1: Well, it seems like she's kind of taken her chance now. Looks like she's going to become a Rob Stone client. Is that, exactly. and talk
0: about Rob Stone, you've got, you know, Chelsea Green as well, who's uh, been quite successful in NXT recent times.
1: Possibly challenging for the women's tag team titles.
0: So look at that now by Eolo. Managing to fight off Charlotte. Hit a Hurricane Runner off the second rope. Nice strikes as well, but Charlotte seems to have an answer for it.
1: Well, kick to the forearm, blocks uh, strikes from Shirai. Blair taking a bit of a breather in the corner. Shirai charges in. Backbreaker and then face first into the middle turnb- turnbuckle. Stops Shirai in her tracks. Now look at
0: Charlotte, she's smirking.
1: No, James, she hasn't got a cigarette in her gob, she's got a smile on her face because she believes that Shirai is just going to be brushed aside like a lot of her other competitors.
0: And now she's going to go up,
1: hit the moonsault. Shirai rolling inwards towards the turnbuckles, avoiding it.
0: And Charlotte could be in trouble, Ken Shirai, and I love the way she punches as well. So much more momentum with the kind of upper strikes. She's
1: putting everything into it. Six-one-nine to Charlotte's face. Well, like I said, it's her biggest match. Everything's on the line here tonight. It's perched in the corner, running knee to the jaw. Well, a
0: huge shot. The head bounced back off the turnbuckle as well. Shy into the cover, but no, Charlotte managing to kick out. Ah. You see a little bit of frustration now from Eo checking with Drake. And he goes, Shy might be finishing it now. Looking for the Asai
1: Moonsault. No, Flair with her knees up.
0: Knees up, mother bear.
1: Follows it with a huge boot. to... No, Shirai managing to kick out. Ah. Uh,
0: and that was credit to EO Lair. Charlotte can't believe it. Big shot didn't put her away. And now Charlotte thinking. And I think with all the women we talk about in the NXT or Raw and SmackDown, Charlotte's game plans are second to none. That's why she has been so successful.
1: Does Charlotte need to have eyes in the back of her head, though? Especially with all these uh, attitude changes coming stage.
0: Well, this is the thing. Now she can look to powerbomb Eo, but Shai managing to reverse it with a hurricane runner and sending Charlotte into that bottom turnbuckle. Charlotte on the outside, Eo going all the way to the top. Oh, huge moonsault! But Charlotte dodged out the way. Kendo stick. Oh, referee calls for it. Well, Charlotte there, maybe showing a bit of desperation, knowing she could not get the job done
1: straight up. So I had to take the easy way out. It's very poor for Flair. And then the hill's getting beaten down by the face slash hill.
0: Yeah, I know. It's a bit confusing. But Charlotte is assaulting EO now, going after the knee. And Charlotte is not good. But look at he is!
1: Rhea Ripley. Ripley's to back. to save the day. Drops Flair face first onto the edge of the ring apron.
0: Well, it's the first time we've seen Rhea since WrestleMania. And I think she wants a piece of sh- Charlotte for the NXT Women's Championship. She wants her title back, but Charlotte runs away. Dan, what are your thoughts on the man?
1: Uh, well, it's good to see Ra Ripley back. You know, she certainly is an exciting talent. Um, I'm sure she's going to get a rematch for her title a th- uh, bit, you know, very sooner rather than later. Um, but, you know, what's going on between Shirai and Ra Ripley?
0: Well, it's weird. I mean, Io might not be happy that Ripley's come out, but Shirai was protected there because obviously the disqualification finish, and all three women are still involved here, so it's very interesting times. Well, after a break, Mitchell catches up with Ripley outside. She admits Charlotte beat her at WrestleMania 36, but that was only one night. She's sick of flares, bow down crap, and here comes EO. They happen to be separated by multiple officials as we head back inside for more Cruiserweight action. The next match is Jake Atlas versus Kushida.
1: Well, we get a test of strength, quickly segues into another sprint. Atlas is sent to the outside with an arm drag as he's already selling a damaged wing. Sent on to the outside, running palm strike from Kushida back in the ring, but Jake gets back in it with a kick and an enziguri combo. That gets two. Two. Big neck breaker sends Kushida outside to regroup. He walks away from one dive and into another. Back in the ring, though, Atlas springboards into an armbar.
0: And Kushida gets the win and he goes 2-0 up to defeat Jake Atlas, who is 1-1 one one now. The victor says he plans to honour all the great
1: Cruiserweight champions of the past with a win of his own. Time will tell. Well, Finn Balor steps to the podium. He used to think the biggest snakes in this place are in the office. Wrestling rule number one, attack the guy, get the big push. But then the bell rings and now you're in the ring with the prince and there's nowhere to hide. He's a patient man, but to whoever attacked him, the push they're expecting, it won't be a push, it'll be a squash.
0: Well, next week, we'll get a tag team title match between Eichner and Barfell and De Champs.
1: And up next is Cameron Grimes versus Denzel Dijonet.
0: Well, Grimes tries for a caving at the bell, but Dijonet evades for a second until Grimes hits it a second later, and he defeats him very easily.
1: And that's my pick. Well, Grimes on the stick. Times are changing around here. It's Grime time. He deserves better than this. He calls back to Balor's promo and says someone beat him to attacking Finn. He's running down what he'd have done to the Prince as Balor walks up behind him. Finn Pim Cameron tries to weasel out of it. Double stomp then sling blade sends Grimes packing. Finn says there's a snake hiding backstage and when he finds them, the best way to deal with a snake is to cut off its head.
0: We'll be getting video package on everything Velveteen has done to get shot at the title. Then we see more commercials. We also get confirmation that Balor versus Grimes will happen next week.
1: And it is Velveteen Dream versus Adam Cole.
0: Well, the NXT champ enters alone and we get the big match intro treatment for the second time tonight. The team is reminding us about Cole's record-breaking reign. And I just want to mention that for a second, record-breaking reign. 365 days. He's actually been... I thought about this the other day. He's been NXT champion for as long as AEW has been in business officially. Isn't
1: yeah. that great? AEW only know uh,
0: there's NXT champion and Adam Cole.
1: Yes. Well, anyway. you know, they're obviously going to try and keep him sweet, seeing as they where his wife is. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, lots of drawing before the bell, and then a slow start until they exchange slaps. Dream puts Cole down with one, and then the action heads to the outside where Velveteen whips the champion into the stairs. Back in, Cole catches the challenger with super kicks, then goes for a last shot. But Dream catches him and puts him down with a spine buster. Velveteen, Velveteen tries to follow up with a Dream Valley driver off the top, but Cole fights free. He goes for Panama Sunrise, but he's counting it into a Dream DT for two. Two. As we go to our last break.
0: Well, another flurry ends with a uh, Goroshi for Cole two- for two. I know. <laughs> For two. two, the champ tells Dream he's nobody who should stay down, but Rebel Team fights to his feet. Dream is sent outside, but catches the champ with a European uppercut. Upper what? Dream leaps into a super kick that gets two. Two. When the challenger climbs, here comes Roger Str- Strong and Bobby Fish. But Dexter Loomis comes from under the ring and cuts them off. Unfortunately, Loomis hits referee when he checks on what's going.
1: Well, Dream hits the purple rainmaker with the ref down and counts his own three. He revives the referee a bit, then dives with a double sledgehammer that takes out Fish, Strong, and Loomis. He returns to the ring for a super kick and last shot with the official revived again, though.
0: And Adam Cole defeats Velveteen Dream via pinfall to retain the NXT championship.
1: Yes, Dream watches the Undisputed Era celebrate on the ramp, and that is that.
0: Well, so we move on to our next episode, May 13th. And we get highlights of last week's title match and the people who got involved and after that, You're going to see parts of May 6th, so which sets up the opener, which will be called remotely by Mauro Rinaldo and Ben Phoenix with Bryon Saxton at rings.
1: Yes, and the first match is Matt Riddle and Timothy Thatcher versus Imperium, Fabian Eichner and Marcel Barthel.
0: So this is going to be a very interesting matchup course, Imperium being part of NXT UK. I mean, what are your thoughts on Imperium? Obviously, NXT UK is shut down at the moment. Is this the right choice to be used in NXT?
1: Yeah, you know, you still have Imperium there or thereabouts. You know, they, they are a huge deal in NXT UK. So, you know, giving them uh, some airtime is all good in my books.
0: All right, I doubt. And, of course, Matt Riddle with Timmy Thatcher. We saw Thatcher coming in and taking Pete Dunn's place, and we were quite impressed with him, I think, in his match ups, a different style uh, do you think this tag team has legs in it, or do you think this is uh, a short term thing?
1: Uh, I think it's going to be a short term thing, hopefully. Yep. Predictions for this? Um, I don't know because I would have thought Timothy Thatcher being the uh, weak, link, weak link, but it seems like he is actually doing really well. So I think it's going to be the Bros awaits. They're going to keep him ticking over until Pete Dunne returns and then. I don't know, they might do something with Thatcher and Dunn. Thatcher saying, look, you know, I've kind of defended your title. And Pete Dunn saying, look, it was me that kind of gave you this gig, just holding my place until I returned.
0: You never know. Well, that's a nice idea, as we see uh, Marcel Barthel in there with Thatcher. <clears throat> and there's no doubt, you know, Thatcher's the uh, mat technician. But Eichner and Barthel have really impressed two young guys who've been teaming up now this past uh, year or so. With Walter, of course, the NXT UK champion. And uh, to be put in this position is going to be very, very interesting to see if they can sink or swim. I think the one thing they might have to their advantage is the fact that they are have been a team for longer. So I think we, we might see that play effect here. Of course, sometimes you need to know what your partner's doing. So they've got your back in this. And I think with Eichner and Barthel, they can definitely be sure. And I think with the Bruiserweights, especially with Riddle his character might rub people up the wrong way. And, you know, I think we've seen with Dunn, we were just waiting for that moment and maybe with Thatcher it's there, but you've got to enjoy what Thatcher does. It's very straight to the point.
1: Absolutely, yeah. He certainly is a Matt technician. And we have three hugely amazing talents and Matt Riddle.
0: Yeah, it's a shame, really, but, you know...
1: I think Thatcher and Dunn would be a better team.
0: I think that'd be quite cool. Uh, you know, it's it definitely the style. But, I mean, they're, they're trying with Riddle... I mean, with NXT, has he had the success that maybe he wanted? I don't think so, because I thought he might be going for the NXT title. Obviously, there's still time as Eichner. uh, Sorry, as Barthel try to get the cheap shot in.
1: So do you think that should be aiming? Or do you think that's where NXT think Riddle should be aiming? I think
0: that's where they should be aiming. I think, for me, Riddle's a mid-card talent, and I think he'd work better as a heel. But then again, that's my own fault. Some people love him. But I just think for the character, when you're kind of that... It's, there's a kind of cockiness to him as well. But I also think sometimes he comes across as a bit of an idiot. And I don't yeah. think as a good guy that works.
1: I don't, I don't know. I think it does in, in kind of some respects. Like, you know, especially with the bro and, you know, all this. You know, what What else can he do with bro in a hill retrospect? You know, and that is literally all he's got is bro. <laughs> yeah, no,
0: to be fair, yeah. Well, Riddle's in there now going after Eichner. But Eichner's probably the most powerful guy in this matchup. And as I say that.
1: Matt Riddle's turning him out with a couple of gut wrench suplexes.
0: And I'm not saying Riddle is not good in ring, you know. It is the stuff that he does that is very entertaining.
1: It's just his general persona. Yeah. General.
0: And the fact and he his, doesn't wear boots. I mean, his that all rhymes with well. me as well. Personality and the way he looks. But apart from that, Imperium now working well as a team. Eichner, Barthel. The double team as the uh, Thatcher looks on. Riddle might be in a bit of trouble. They go to commercial, comeback, and it's Eichner and Imperium
1: in control. But should you know someone like Matt Riddle be kind of falling prey to you know again not to discredit Eichner and Barthel, but should he be falling prey or should he be? Better than that, for want of a better word.
0: I, I think he should, but I think with NXT, I think the division that has been the weakest quite some time now has been the tag team division, and I, and I think we we've seen that with Riddle and Dunn kind of teaming up together, them relying on undisputed Ear all the time. There's not a lot of other teams. No offense to Imperium or to Riddle and Thatcher, but I'd much rather see Birch and Lawton given a chance to run with it and go against some proper tag teams as opposed to. Teams put together, but then again, you've always liked two stars being teamed up as a tag team as opposed to a normal team.
1: I do, in the right way. You can't beat a classic tag team, they certainly have experience, <coughs> they certainly have the experience over two guys thrown together. But if it's the right two guys thrown together, then I think it can work really well. Like rated RKR, I mean, they kind of got together after they'd been established,
0: yes, yeah, and they kind of became a team in their own right. But do you think? Two great individuals can beat a great tag team.
1: It's on the tag team and individuals. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, Imperium at the moment doing a good job stopping Riddle from getting to his corner, but he's just inches away now. Goes for the kick, but again getting stopped. And Barthel playing great defence at
1: this moment in time. now Riddle gets dragged back into Imperium territory. He's been freed, but yet he's not.
0: Well, there we go. He gets away with a kick.
1: And then collapses to the ground.
0: Can Riddle get to the corner? You can see Eitner shouting at Barthel telling him what's going on. And Riddle there just didn't make it, but oh!
1: Just threw Barthel into Thatcher. Well, that was stupid for Matt Riddle. I mean, he could have reached across for the tag, then throws his opponent into his tag team partner. Stupid. But exactly, it looks a bit like an idiot, even if it was intentional or not. And Thatcher's looking
0: pissed off. Well, that might knock the tooth out. I mean, that's not good. And Riddle wanting a tag down from Thatcher.
1: Well, Thatcher's walking away. He's Craig David in it. Wait a minute. He's leaving Riddle himself. Well, an accident pissed Timmy off. I mean, there's only so much Matt Riddle you can take. But- and Timmy Thatcher just goes to show that.
0: And it shows. If it had maybe done it to Pete Dunne, Pete Dunne might have been known him a little bit better and gone, oh, well, that was an accident. Thatcher probably taken that as an insult or something um, like this. Yeah,
1: he would have been our classic Matt Riddle. Yeah. Idiot.
0: He is a fucking moron. And now Imperium, like a shark, spinning blood in the water, setting Riddle up. Who's fighting both men off now. Not to sleep. Oh, Rick a... Cordenay. Hits Eichner, Barfell. And now Eichner again in trouble. No, lands on his feet. That's nice.
1: Oh, but gets hit with a spine buster, followed up with a kick to the chest. And now Eichner picks up Riddle. Here comes Barthel. The upper cup powerbomb. Into the cover. One, two, three. three. <laughs> and Matt Riddle has been relieved of his NXT Tag Team Championships. But more importantly, NXT UK take a huge leap. More importantly,
0: Imperium add more gold to the stable. Not only the NXT UK Championship, but
1: now NXT Tag Team Champions. Dan, what are your thoughts? Um, well, it's it's very impressive. It's it's innovative the way they've kind of done the... Uh, The finish of this match, you know, Matt Riddle kind of having to go out alone, puts in a bit of an impressive performance, gets stopped short. But, you know, I think uh, Volta took Pete Dunne's title. The tag team, Eichner and (laughs) Barcel took his tag team title. Wow! So Pete Dunne is going to be pissed off with Imperium when he returns.
0: I, I didn't even think about that. That is brilliant. And that's a story told. And Thatcher and Riddle have got problems of their own, and like an said, Imperium can celebrate. And uh, we learn about tonight's Interim cruiseweight Title Tournament matches, Jake Atlas versus Tony Neese, nice and Swerve Scott versus Jack Gallagher.
1: Well, Mackenzie Mitchell catches up with Thatcher, who says he wants to be a tag team champ. It should have just been Riddle knocks him out, and he tags him out. Instead, it's game shows and flip-flopping flipping. Riddle charges in and wants answers. They start to brawl and are pulled apart.
0: Well, our next match is Tegan Knox versus Indy Hartwell.
1: Trash talk from both women at the start, but Indy gets the better of the early physical exchange in parts. She grabs some hair on the ref break. Hartwell shows off her strikes and slams, which gives Knox a chance to do her never say die babyface thing. She finally takes control when the Aussie springboards right into a choke slam. Cannonball in the corner, crossbody off the top, and the shiniest wizard ends it. Yeah,
0: Tegan Knox wins, and we see highlights. At the end of the aftermath of last week's women's title match again. Then we get a promo from Rhea Ripley. She hasn't been able to rest since WrestleMania thinking about coming up short against Charlotte Flair. Io Shy had a chance last week and couldn't get the job done. So now it's her turn. And if Io disagrees, she'll beat it into her. Because when it comes to her and Charlotte, as a stupid old man once said, they've only just begun.
1: After a break, Riddle is Skyping with general manager William Regal. Regal makes a match between the former tag champs tonight. But Thatcher attacks before Bro can tell Mackenzie Mitchell about it. A second attack with a monitor forces Morrow to ask if Riddle will be able to go tonight.
0: Let's hope not.
1: Uh, Tony Niece versus Jake Atlas is next. Well, Atlas needs to win in order to hopefully end up in a tie with Drake Maverick and Kushida in Group A. Nice is eliminated already.
0: Well, fast pace opener ends with a crossbody acrobats by Atlas. He goes for a show bow and gets poked in the throat for it. That's followed up by a Nice slingshotting him neck first and across the top rope. And the- he is on. Near fall off a suplex, but Jake lands a back elbow and he tries for another one. Striking exchange leads to a big boot and a suplex from Atlas, who again gets two. Two. Kick out of the next exchange and heads up top. Tony catches him there and beats him down to the apron. He kicks Nice down to the canvas, hits a rainbow DDT, and that's it.
1: Yes, Jake Atlas goes 2-1 up and Tony Nese goes 3-0 down. Is wow. that surprising for yes. Tony Nese?
0: Well I mean, yeah, I said, the former Cruiserweight champion uh, Tony nice, and I don't think the future looks too bright for him. But as a guy who's absolute and has got all the talent, maybe he just needs that character break. I don't know. Well, the unspeakable era was zooming after Adam Cole's successful title defence last Wednesday. Kyle riley has been off working on a movie with the greatest actor in the world, Danny Dave Vito. <laughs> Cole brags about and bows the Velty dream. They wonder what's up with Dexter Loomis and decide one of them should take care of it. They all agree it should be Roderick Strong. They've able to get the prophecy back on track and they do the hand signals and say that is undisputed.
1: Well, Carrion, Cross, and Scarlet get a video set to Jim Morrison. The door's the end. Cross waves Vic while his lady walks behind him. He says Tommaso Ciampa was the first, but he won't be the last. Fall and pray.
0: We get another video package, this one on Dakota Kai. She talks about how she was an artifact during her rehab. She'd often have to stop so camera could film Tegan Knox. She puts over Raquel Gonzalez as a powerhouse and says she's the only one she can trust. Gonzalez says they both know what it's like to be outcast. This is the hurt business and they're going to hurt a whole lot of people.
1: Well, Mitchell interviews Scott about his match. It's win or go home for him tonight. And he says it will take confidence to survive. He has plenty of that. If he was faced with going winless in the tournament like his opponent, he'd quit wrestling. He leaves to go defend his house.
0: Well, DX are at the monitors backstage for the big announcement. They're yucking it up when Triple H says it's 25 years since the first ever In Your House pay-per-view. Road Dogg shows up to make jokes about his match at the show, Tries to bring up Hunter's match there, but the game switches to the news. NXT bringing the brand back, TakeOver In Your House happens Sunday, June 7th and I'm not going to say we already knew about it but we are bringing the live pre-show tomorrow night and of course we'll be there 9pm live building up to TakeOver and they always deliver Dan, don't they?
1: They do indeed, yes. So quickly, off the top of your head, what was Hunter's match in your house?
0: I think they're talking about the uh, Hogpen match with, um, oh my god, one of the- Henry Godwin
1: the Godwins. The
0: Godwins, yeah. And Road Dogg, I think, just uh, as the roadie faced, I think Jeff Jarrett. That's J E W F J A W R E double T.
1: What was the t uh, What was the song that Roadie used to sing for Jeff Jarrett? Can you remember?
0: Through my day looking hard on the road, but the camera stopped being too so I can't wait to be along with my baby tonight. You think that's fun? You wait to our live show tomorrow. Up next on NXT, it's Finn Balor versus Cameron Grimes.
1: Well, Grimes tries for the cave-in at the bell, as usual, but Finn sidesteps. He gets in a few strikes, but Balor quickly gets the upper hand with some kicks in the corner. They swap holds in the middle of the ring. This is both fast-paced and brutal as Grimes takes over by holding on to moves and getting in an extra digs. Finn gets free and says he's going to end it with a sling blade but Grimes turns that into a big face buster as we go to a break.
0: Well, the North Carolinian is still in control when we get back, talking crap about how this is what Finn wanted. He's whipping Finn from post to post and turning him inside out with lariats, but can't get free. He said he promised to slap the piss out of Ballon when he's a man of his word, but he does too much talking while slapping. Finn fires back and stumps Grimes on the apron... Penalty kick from there, and Damian Priest sneaks up on the ballot from the stage. Finn flatters him with a forearm and heads back to the ring, but Priest catches up and kneecaps him to the nightstick. Finn stubbles into the cave-in, and we have an upset. Cameron Grimes, my pick, my fucking pick, defeats Finn Balor. But again, like, I don't want to ex- talk about NXT. Finn Balor in NXT UK, or, or in NXT, has been a hill, And Cameron Grimes and Damian Priest are heels, so are we getting again two hills? feuding or is it a case of because oh, a star that he can kind of do it well again I'm not, it's not having a go at them it's just this kind of story from it I think
1: yeah they've kind of got too many heels I think
0: yeah they're just like okay we'll just pair them together that's what will we'll work
1: yeah well um, the archer of infamy is still here as Grimes runs off he slides a steel chair into the ring and hits the reckoning onto it he then sets the chair across Finn's throat and sits on it He says if he wants to live forever, he had to take out a prince. He just didn't think he'd enjoy it as much as he did tonight. And three weeks ago, mystery solved.
0: So we know who attacked Finn Balor then. Well, after a -A Make-A-Wish video, we're back to Cruiserweight action. And it's Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Gentleman Jack Harrager.
1: Yes, before the match starts, Nice attacks Swerve. Angry about Scott saying he'd quit if he couldn't win a match. He says he can start even though he just got blasted onto the steps. Gallagher strikes quickly at the bow and gets the cover, but Scott gets a foot on the bottom rope to stay alive.
0: Well, Swerve fights his way back in and evades a charge to the corner. He follows up with a house call that gets him two. Two. He connects with a pair of kicks to Jack's chest and runs the ropes, but runs right into a guillotine. He lifts Gallagher to get three, but runs right into a roaring elbow. That ends it. So Jack Gallagher picks up the win and he is uh, gets his first victory, but he still lost to defeating Isaiah Swerth Scott, who is uh, one and two as
1: well. Yes, up next we get Caden Carter versus Aaliyah or Nymph.
0: Well, Aaliyah tries for a takedown at the bell and gets taken down herself. Shoving match and Carter gets the cover off a basement dropkick. A shriek in grabs some hair as she kicks Caden in the corner. Hip toss to the other corner and strikes as Robert Stein walks down the ramp to observe. She climbs and looks to be setting up for a moonsault to shoulder manager and gets caught. It's not long for Caden grapevines her legs and gets Aaliyah to tap out.
1: Yes, Caden Carter defeated Aaliyah or Nymph via submission.
0: Lara tries to get Stone to give her another chance, but he brushes her off and leaves.
1: Well, it's time for dinner with the Garganos. Johnny's bragging about how much they've done since they promised what they were going to do at their last dinner. They watch highlights of him taking out Dominic Dijakovic last week, and he talks about how much trouble Double D gave Keith Lee and says Dijakovic learned what happens to people who mentioned his name.
0: Well, Candice LeRae says Johnny wasn't the only one who's been doing work. She complains about Mia him getting a shot at Charlotte Flair, despite always coming up short, while she was stuck in with Casey Cantazzaro, who Candice says isn't a ninja or a warrior, but agrees with her hubby that like she's American. She's out of the show. Yim what to people who don't earn their shots.
1: That leads to Johnny. That leads Johnny to bring up the company. Mia Keeps, the guy who tells us we should bask in his glory. Gagano talks about how the NXT universe will turn on him like it did him. And it's Keith and it and how Keith isn't strong enough to deal with that. Looks like we're getting a couple of a couple's feud.
0: Yeah, so circles medium going out with um Keith Lee. I mean it'd be an interesting thing and are kind of bringing a little bit of reality to it. I don't mind it. And now we get Timothy
1: Thatcher versus Matt Riddle. Well the bro slides in and flips his flops and then he's all business. The roll to stalemate and then stand up. Riddle with two big takedowns, and as this one stays technical and ground-based, Thatcher with a deep armbar back to the feet of Matt's landing knees and kicks in the clinch. He sends Timothy to the outside, and we go to our last break.
0: Well, during the commercials, Thatcher thought of the gut wrench suplex by stomping on Riddle's bare foot. He's beat the belly out of it, and that's working the leg. Matt fights back to hit a final flash knee, but Timothy kicks out. Uh and he answers with a big European. The next scramble leads to a deep armbar from Riddle, but Thatcher gets a foot to the bottom rope. Riddle fights off an armbar with a powerbomb. Both guys are down. They get to their feet to trace strike. Riddle ends stuck in an ankle lock. Thatcher lands an insecurity to Bro's back, but Riddle fires back with a Bro to sleep. Both men are down, but Riddle's up first for floating Bro. Thatcher rolls into a Fujiwara armbar. Matt gets Thatcher, keeps trying for holes, eventually getting the ankle, but Riddle rolls him
1: over for free. Well, Matt Riddle defeats Timothy Thatcher via pinfall. The bro barely gets his arm raised before Thatcher attacks. He sends him into the turnbuckles hard and then hits Divorce Court. Fujiwara armbar and then the referee finally gets him to break the hold. He puts it back on.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, by the way that match ended, I don't think it is over between Timothy Thatcher and Matt Riddle. To our next episode of NXT. So we move on to the 20th of May, and after an in memoriam graphic for Shad Gaspar, we go right into Carrion Cross and Scarlet's entrance, fall and pray, and it's Carrion Cross versus Liam Grey.
1: Well, two Doomsday Sato suplexes with a bridging suplex in the middle, and then the cross jacket. That is, that is basically it.
0: And Scarlet and a man embracing the ring to muscle. Chumper is here. He officially introduces himself and says the ring Cross is standing in, all of this is his home. But Cross he really knew that. Chomper even kind of respects it. He puts over Cross's aura, size, and killer entrance. Even in a locker room full of talent, Carrion
1: stands out. Scarlet holds the ropes for him so he can get in the ring. You know who else is special? Me. Chomper makes the match for In Your House and says, Welcome to the main event. He drops the mic and backs out the ring.
0: Well, Scarlett laughs in his general direction. General, general direction. direction. As we seg into a Cruiserweight Tournament recap and a break, the last B-block match is
1: next. And it is Akira Tazawa versus El Hiko del Fampasma.
0: Well, Maro and Arlo Beth Phoenix and Byron Saxton remind us that Jordan Devlin thinks the interim title is a crap idea. We start out with a standoff and a test of strength and then another one with some arm drags. They trade chops and love it. Tazawa gets an advantage with a close fist strike. Phantasma rolls out and is wise to dive, but gets hit with a runner. Sent off, sent on off the eighth follows, and both men are down and hurting as we go to another commercial.
1: The comeback ends with a sent off the top, but Phantasma rolls out. By the time he's brought back in, he can only get two. Two. Tazawa gets sent outside. tope from the depths of hell.
0: Well, we get a splash in the corner, but he lifts Tazawa up for the Phantom Driver. Looks like Akira might get an octopus dress, but Phantasma fights out of it. It hits the move. To win.
1: Yes, our Hiko Del Fantasma is 2-1 up. And he defeated Akira Tozawa, who is 2-1 up as well.
0: Well, we get a recap of the issues between Matt Riddle and Timpy Thatcher. He wants to go again, but no fluke pins this time. Tap out or knock out
1: only. Riddle can pick the place. After a break, Shotzi Blackheart gets a video package about her love of tanks and punk rock. She crushes some cars up with her tank to show what she's going to do to the women's division. Specifically, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez... And Candice LeRae also gets a name drop.
0: We get Mia Yim versus Santana Garrett next.
1: Well, the announcers talk about how Mia is looking to come back from a tough loss to Charlotte Flair, while Garrett gets in some early offense and a two count. Two. Yim takes control with a dragon suplex. Protect your neck ends it seconds later.
0: Yeah, Mia Yim gets a win, but then Johnny Gargano is singing the HBIC's theme song as he accompanies Candice LeRae to the stage. The Ray encapsulates Mia on a win, finally. But when she got a big opportunity against Flair, she dropped the ball because she was too busy pandering to them. If Candice had gotten the opportunity, she wouldn't have fumbled it. Lagana says they're going to show her what happens in NXT. Yim takes them out with a kick, but the gets a drop on her, and Johnny pulls down the rope to send her crashing to the floor. Here comes Keith Lee, which sends Lagana scrambling. North American champ and his lady take the ring, but Mrs. wrestling back up the ramp, reassuring each other that they're okay.
1: We get a recap of Cameron Grimes beating Balor and Damien Priest being revealed as Finn's attacker and post-match beatdown of the Prince. Grimes cuts the promo from somewhere outside. He puts over his win over the former NXT and first ever Universal champ who he used to look up to. But now it's grime time. Grime time. Well,
0: (laughs) Mackenzie Mitchell interviews Jake Maverick. He's got to come up with a way to pin or submit the best wrestler in the world tonight. The last time we checked, he's not Bret Hart, but he's done second guessing himself. He's got to win.
1: Adam Cole and Bobby Fish escort Roderick Strong to the ring for his match. Before they leave, Cole says next week we might have a celebration for his one year as NXT champ.
0: We get Roderick Strong versus Dexter Loomis.
1: Loomis slivers out from under the ring again and sends Roddy to the other side of the ropes. It's still Dexter at the start, but a high knee on a ch- let strong get in some offence. The bigger man doesn't exactly no sell it, but his expressions don't change, even when taking damage. Another flurry by Loomis. They battle to the floor where Strong sends him into the steps. And then drops him on the apron with a backbreaker as we go to commercial.
0: Well, Roddy's well, in control when we get back, but he's upset that even in an abdominal stretch, made famous by Wilbur Schneider back in the 30s, uh, Loomis keeps turning his head to stare at him. After a mini comeback from Dexter, Strong hits the Olympic Slam but only gets two. Two. After some stuff in the midsection, he tries to turn Loomis for a stronghold but can't. That's a loss offence. Roddy gets in for a while as he's slapping with Fez Press. That leads to a slingshot suplex that gets two. Two. Back and forth leads to strong chomping Loomis while he's on his knees. But Dexter just asks for more. He gets another two. Two. After a spine bust but Roddy connects with another high knee. Strong hold attempt but it's fought off. But strong with the roll up and gets the victory.
1: Afterwards Loomis grabs strong with a katagatame The era boys are here but even when he gets kicked in the face Dexter won't let go. Belveteen Dream is here. He throws fish over the barricade and hits the champ with a purple rainmaker on the concrete floor. He poses on the ropes while Loomis sits on the floor, stroking Roddy's head. Well, Maro
0: puts them as the oddest couple in NXT.
1: We see Ra Ripley getting ready for later. During the break, the mysterious minivan luchadors attack Akira Tazawa in the parking lot, but our Hijo del Fantasma runs them off.
0: Well, we get Ever Rise versus Aiden Hawkins and Danny Birch.
1: Yeah, one and two. Birch is on fire from the jump. Both he and his partner hit moves on Matt Martell. When Chase Parker comes in, it's not long before he's trapped in only single leg crab.
0: And that is it. Only Only Lorcan and Danny Birch, only Lurch, be Everise.
1: Mitchell is with Keith Lee, who requested an interview. He saw dinner with the Garganos and wants to know who in the blue hell records themselves eating dinner. He doesn't have an issue with what they said about him. He doesn't have a problem with what they did tonight. But he has a feeling the problem ends at takeover. Go and tell the world.
0: Oh, well we see EOSHI get ready. Then Matt Riddle has words for trashy Tim. He's not a stallion, he's a putz. Riddle's down for a knockout or a tap out match, but thinks on the where he's got it. Somewhere they're both familiar with
1: a cage. And up next is Kushida versus the man, the myth, the legend. Drake Maverick. Well Drake Maverick needs this. He needs the victory to stay
0: in this tournament at this moment in time. Can he go two one? I mean, this is just a really difficult situation for him, and of course he knows this is last chance saloon. And Kashida has gone about his business in the tournament as well. He's kind of been strong. Of course, my pick for the tag team uh, tournament earlier in the year he got eliminated in the first round. But still, I'm hoping a lot for him. And of course, Drake Maverick. What are your thoughts on this story at the moment with Maverick having to get a win to stay in WWE?
1: I think it's great. You know, it's um, there's all this talk about people getting released and, you know, having to go elsewhere. But, you know, Drake Maverick, he's fighting for a spot. He absolutely wants it. And, you know, it's good to see it didn't quite work out too well as him being kind of like the face of 205 live, you know, the general manager. Uh, it didn't quite work out him being the manager of Authors of Pain. I'd love, you know, I'd love seeing him go his own way and kind of getting himself a return to the ring and finding that he believes him.
0: Right, uh, And I think what he can do, you know, is he's a great talent and it, it's just the emotion he can pull off in in his face and kind of, you, you're you with him all the way on that
1: well do you think the 24-7 title kind of his pursuit of that brought him you know thinking, I fucking love wrestling <laughs> I want to get back in the ring I want to do what makes me happy and this is what makes him happy
0: I, I think so you know when we talk about what a great uh, worker he was even before he joined WWE Rockstar Spud I think he's always had that kind of uh, there's, there's something special about him. It's weird, especially with someone of his size. There's no doubt we talk about... I talked about Tyler uh, Breeze in the past. Someone like Drake Maverick, if he was a couple of foot... Two, you know well, I mean? Like a, a six foot two or something like that, six foot. Then we're looking at a a potential world champion. And there's no doubt about it, you know. He's, he's got it when you talk about
1: Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And again, you know, going back to his 24 title pursuit, like... You know the amount of motion he portrayed. You know, and that's kind of convected here as well, going for the uh, interim cruiserweight championship as well. Yeah, but even
0: the picture of him with the 24 title covering him. You know, in the hotel room and stuff like that. It's just it was it's it's comedy that actually is funny. Yeah. And that's something that you know Drake Maverick can do as well, which is some people are scared to do because they think you know funny doesn't equal money. But he's he's as you said he can play the whole thing from from funny. He can make you cry. You know, and, and this is. A special talent there.
1: Well, Jake Atlas has just made an appearance at ringside for this match between Kushida and Drake Maverick. Kushida with drop dropkick in the corner to Maverick.
0: So, Jake Atlas beat Maverick in this tournament but lost to Kushida. But he's looking on to see what happens in this matchup. And I think technically-wise, there's no doubt Kushida is uh, superior to Maverick.
1: So, you think with like you know all this hype behind Kushida coming into WWE, do you think he was going to kind of be on a bigger stage or do you think this is kind of what you expected for him? Because, you know, when he came into it, you was absolutely marking out. Yeah, without doubt. I mean, but sometimes
0: they they can either push him or not. You know, so for every Nakamura you get hit of uh, Tami. So I think that's what, in this one, Kashidas finds himself, you know, what do we know about his character? Do we know much else about him since he's been there? I don't know if we do, but there's no doubt he's a fantastic worker. You know, and um, we've definitely seen it in the Cruiserweight Tournament. It's given everybody a chance. You know, like I said, someone like Drake Maverick or Jake Atlas, who hasn't had a a chance really to showcase what they can do.
1: Drake Maverick has kind of got a bit of control. Goes for a pin attempt on Kushida, but Kushida managing to kick out. Uh And Maverick, you can see him begging with the ref, please give me free (laughs) please. But as he was pleading, Kushida comes back and just kicks the arm of Maverick. Oh, and a huge strike by Kushida. But that's just a straight Maverick up as he gets hit with a second. (laughs) Barely able to get to his feet. As he gets caught in the corner by Kushida. A third, unresponded shot. Now Kushida just got the arm. Turn it round. Oh. Kushida dropping the knee straight to the forearm. You talk about
0: joint manipulation. Working the arm. Kushida just picking it apart. But do you think there might be a case of this? You know, people getting caught up in the story. Even Kushida himself likes Drake Maverick, so he's not, you know, hurting him, so to speak, but just kind of like saying, look, let me just, if I just beat you, you know, we can just leave it. like I don't want to hurt you. I don't want a, a Maverick here just saying to himself, actually, no, I want to, to give me your best, you know.
1: Yeah, well, how can you not love Drake Maverick? I mean, <laughs> how can you, I mean, I'd if I had a wrestling match with him and he's a professional wrestler, I'd be scared about hurting him.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's true, isn't it? Yeah, you you would be. And I mean, and it's crazy to think that the Cruiserweight title, it's finally bringing eyes to it after so long. Do you know what I mean? When's the last time the Cruiserweight Championship was actually relevant? And that's in part to the Maverick story as well. Well,
1: the last time it was relevant was just before an imbecile named Enzo Amore <laughs> held the title. <laughs> Since then, it's been absolute dog shit <laughs> and not worth a wank. Uh,
0: Well, I mean, I, don't, I didn't mind that. Uh, Alexander and uh Bully Murphy's reigns as cruiserweight champion. But like I said, since you know, it's on NXT now as well. Two hundred five Love is still going, but this is where the uh, cruiserweight title has been featured.
1: But again, you know, it's got it's not being pushed to the background. It has it is taken a precedence in NXT. You know, it actually means something here. It's not like, you know, oh well we've got more important storylines with uh Carrie and Cross and Chompa. Mm-hmm. Johnny Gagano and Keith Lee, you know, this feels just as important as any other story going on in NXT, which is, I absolutely think it's brilliant.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. And I think it's a it's, it's good story told is even the way of the kind of knockout system, the, the, the tournament trying a different way of it has made a lot of sense. because so it's good to try something a little bit different. And Kushida now just looking to work the arm, get the Kimura in.
1: Well, do you think this kind of the way they've done this tournament system? It's not a straight knockout, is strictly because of Drake Maverick, I because think they th- want to see him. You know, well, get him off to a loss, get him literally fighting up with everything he's got, coming back and doing everything he can to get the title.
0: Well, let's hope so, because that would make all. The, you know what I mean? That is a Perth old then in in that way. If he can get the victory, I mean, the thing is, if Kushida puts Maverick away now, it is over, and this is why it's so. It means everything in the world to, to Maverick at this time. He's going to give everything he's got, one arm and all.
1: But again, you know, with a lot of wrestlers, if they do go, but with Drake Maverick, where can he go? Will he go to Impact? Will he go to A? Could he go? To, could he go to AEW? Well, I think probably, Maverick
0: has more options in. Those promotions than he would in WWE. My worry would be if he, you know, it, yeah, he's part, this storyline's great, but what happens after? Have a plan for him. Don't just have him on being jobbed out on main event or 205 live or something like that. You know, actually use him. And I think with like, oh my word, you wow. could use Maverick, him as not better.
1: Maverick looking for the Will Barrow Bulldog off the top, but gets caught in a cross arm. But manages to roll up Kushida for the victory. Whoa. That was nearly like an RKO that came out of nowhere.
0: That was incredible. Kushida came off the top, had the submission in, Maverick managed to roll round. When I talked about it, it might be better off in Impact, but at the moment, he is still in this Cruiserweight tournament. Yeah, and there's no
1: better place for him than in NXT. If, wow. Would you, what are your thoughts on that match, Dan? Uh, well, Maverick can't even believe I've- You know, again, I could kind of see it happening, but I'm glad the way it happened as well. You know, they're not kind of giving him straight-out victories. He's actually fighting and clawing for it as well. Yeah,
0: without a doubt.
1: Well, Atlas is checking on Drake in the ring when Byron Saxton interrupts. Since they're all tied up and there's no second tiebreaker, we'll have a triple threat next week. The winner gets Phantasma for the interim belt. Wow,
0: so Maverick has his chance next week on NXT.
1: So is this just kind of basically you're holding the belt until... Big Ed comes back or yeah
0: until Devlin comes back, and then you'll have a match Against between, Devlin yeah
1: interim versus title for the actual cruiseweight championship, right. yeah, so that
0: should be quite interesting whoever wins that as well um,
1: we get another video package in our main event, but first you'll we'll hear from Damien Priest after some more ads. The Archer of Infamy challenges Finn Balor for takeover in your house.
0: Well, uh, right. the main event, and it is a returning Rhea Ripley. First match back since Mania, going against Io Shirai. And I mean, this is this is probably the closest you're going to get to a number one contendership match. And I think the winner of this will go through. Who are you backing right now, Dan? We've seen both of them on a bit of a roll recently.
1: I'd like Io Shirai to get another shot of redemption. I mean, she was kind of uh, bullied out of a title shot that she fought so hard for in the ladder match to win. So, I would like for redemption, EO Shirai to win, but my heart and head say, Raw Ripley.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, Ripley has uh, looked unbeatable, and it was a quite a surprise at WrestleMania. But you would think maybe the past um, month or so, a couple of months, has it been any change, been, you know, taking that time off? EO's been consistent working on NXT, and Ripley has sat by. Will there be any ring rust?
1: Well, Raw Ripley doesn't look like she's missed a beat, as she's taking it straight to EO Shirai couple of clothes lines followed by a drop. And
0: well, you can see the intensity in this match from both women. There's definitely respect there, but they both want to show how good they are.
1: Well, that's it. You know, Rad Ripley's saying, look, I want a shot of redemption. Yes, I was beaten by Flair in a hard-fought match. And he was saying, well, I was screwed out of my title shot that I worked hard for, so I deserve it. Both women have legitimate rights. Personally, triple threat.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. I think triple threat. Will make the most sense. But I think that's what I like about NXT, is the fact the characters, you know, they have reasons for doing things. Do you know what I mean? Like with Ripley, now she's got that kind of redemption storyline of being there, even with someone like Drake Maverick. Even a kind of Thatcher and Riddle, you know, they're getting annoyed because of what happened in the tag match. It's just, it's not match for match sake. It's the kind of, this is the kind of storyline going through. And through card as well, when it's like even um, Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai and... Like I said, Gagano and Lee and, you know... Yeah, you
1: know, even Killer Cross, he came in, he wanted to make a statement, he's been running for opponents, but, you know, again, that's not statement enough. He wants to take out who he sees as possibly the head honcho in NXT, and rightly so, that's Tommaso Ciampa.
0: Yeah, without a doubt, and I think it's just been... It's always enjoyable watching NXT, even though I do think the two hours sometimes was a bit too much filler, but then again... That's what update is all about—is to kind of filter all that out. As uh, Shiai after the crucifix, going for the submission.
1: What submission is that, James? Well, I, I, think the, I think it's
0: the think it's cross crossface she's got in.
1: Ah, the old crossface. Can't remember where I've heard that used before.
0: <laughs> um, lots of wrestlers use Triple H uses it, so it's fine.
1: But yeah, you know, Shai trying to beat that much larger woman down.
0: And what helped Ripley there was the frame, the size of her. She managed to get to her knees. And kind of just sit up with EO in her arms. Sends her back to
1: the turnbuckle. EO with a boot up. Shirai sure, going up to the top now. Ripley quickly back at her. Huge snap across the face. Followed by a Glasgow kiss.
0: Oh, yeah, well, mean headbutt. Now are he going up. Trying to take EO down. And again, we talk about characters. Ripley's one of the coolest people, I think, on NXT as well. Just kind of the look and the attitude.
1: But even her story, you know, when she first came into wrestling, she was long blonde hair. She kind of modelled herself on Charlotte Flair, but she turned away from that. She has got kind of like the punk rocker chick look going on. And, you know, so that story's kind of played out with Flair. We've not got a definitive end to that. So she was saying, look, you know, I deserve to be here just as much. Right, I
0: doubt And Oh, my God, look at the impact there. Ripley, superplex on EO. She's going to put her away. No, but Io Shirai managing to kick out. Uh, well, there's one thing Ripley can say that not even Charlotte can, as she's the only woman to hold the NXT UK and NXT Women's Championship.
1: And there's no doubt in my mind that she's definitely going to hold the Raw and or SmackDown Women's Championship yeah. as well. I think
0: future. Ripley is ready. Yeah, to be fair, I think Io is ready as well to go up to the main roster. Um, you know, I, I think without a doubt, NXT Women's division is stacked with talent who can make it the main roster. Is there maybe too many women now? That might be well, the issue. That's,
1: that's what, you know, I was thinking. Who would you cut? Would you get rid of the likes of Carmella?
0: Well, yeah, maybe. You know, like, Naomi's someone that is extremely talented and needs to be used. But if they're not using her, you know, this is the kind of thing. Dana Natty, Brooke.
1: she's kind of being used as cannon fodder. I mean, exactly. Mandy Rose has kind of got a story going on. We haven't seen anything of uh, Ruby Riot, Ruby Riot days.
0: is is you know like I said, not seeing Ruby Riot, somebody got taken up from NXT too soon. I think we've seen that as well. NXT call ups too soon, that kind of don't make the most sense, you know. But like I said, these two women have, have produced a great match here as we see EO trying to put Ripley away with the crossface again.
1: Well, Ripley using a long frame to get to the bottom rope, forcing a break. But then it seems like you know, no other women have kind of. They've changed their ways, but they haven't kind of stepped up to that championship level yet. Yeah. I've you know, Candice LeRae has changed her ways. you got Tegan Knott. You know, you, there's there's a few others, but they're kind of not there yet.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you. And EO now 619 and then sends Ripley to the outside. She's going to come flying over the top, takes oh, her
1: out. But hang on a minute. The lights go on. Flair's music hits and she makes her way down to the ring.
0: Well, this match is still happening. <laughs> Ripley and Io just fighting. There's
1: Charlotte looking on. Ripley trying to throw Io back in. No, but Io turns it around. Head scissors rare Ripley into Charlotte Flair. That's going to piss off the NXT Women's Champ.
0: Or well, EO managing to get Ripley in. Well, Ripley finds herself in the corner and Io
1: hits the double
0: knee. Two. No,
1: Ripley managing to kick out.
0: Ah. Uh-huh. Well, now you can see Io not sure what to do next. You see the cogs in her mind working. As Ripley now just, I think, is in survival mould at this moment in time.
1: Oh, gets caught with a huge DDT from Eo. He goes into a cover to... No, oh. kick out. Uh. well How is Ripley still in this match? But Charlotte Flair comes in. Big uh. boot to Eo Shirai. Waiting for Raw Ripley to get up. Hits her with a spear. And Charlotte has laid out both women. Triple threat it is Well. <laughs> and
0: what a match.
1: But this the referee hasn't called for the bell.
0: Yeah, I think he did. I think mean, he did as soon as Charlotte came in. And Charlotte is the one standing tall here. Ray Ripley, yeah, shy down. Charlotte is the last woman standing down. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Um, I think it's good as well. Both women certainly deserve a shot at Charlotte's title. So, yeah, you know, it's it, it makes most sense making it a triple threat.
0: I think without a doubt. So we move on to our next episode, and it's the 27th
1: of May. Well, James, we have fans, and not just on the podcast, but actually in the NXT studio there as well. And Tom or Todd Phillips, Beth Phoenix, and Mauro Ranallo on the call. We get a quick recap of Group A of the Interim Cruiserweight Championship Tournament, since we're starting with the Triple Threat tiebreaker.
0: So here we go. It's Drake Maverick versus Kushida versus Jake Atlas.
1: And uh, El Jijo del Fantasma is out with some words for his opponent in the final.
0: So here it is make or break. Which way is this going to go? Who's going to face Fantasma in the final? Can it be Maverick, Dan? Is the dream going to come true for a young man tonight? Well,
1: the boyhood dream <laughs> could come true tonight. <laughs> <laughs> this is what it's, it's all...
0: This is what it's been all about. Jake Atlas has been very, very impressive. Of course, we know all about Kashida. And this is a triple threat match that could uh, potentially steal...
1: Well, Drake Maverick just hurt his elbow, <laughs> chopping Jake Atlas.
0: Well, we saw Kushida working over that arm in their last matchup.
1: I think they should be a tag team, Jake and Drake.
0: <laughs> and that was nice there. Maverick dropkick kick on Kushida.
1: He gets caught with a tilt-well backbreaker. Kashida breaking out the pin attempt, though, before the referee could even get down.
0: And he throws Atlas to the outside. Now he's going to go for the kill on the early going, looking for the Kimura...
1: Now Atlas throwing uh, Kushida out, jumps off the second moonsault onto Kushida.
0: Well, that was lovely there by Jake Atlas. Now he catches Maverick, comes diving back in like a blockbuster.
1: This could be it for Maverick. Come on. So, no, Drake kicks out. Oh. So having fans, or well, not so much fans, but in and other talent at ringside is that what NXT should have done. It looks like they're behind Plexiglass.
0: Plexiglass. Got the Plexiglass up. Yes, yeah, so this is what they've decided now, the Performance Centre, uh, the the people that are obviously training there, have uh, been known as fans. The problem is, is that they've been training, uh, they've been watching this for like, up until like 10 hours, all the tapings. So it's maybe a little bit unfair, but again, they a little bit of atmosphere to it. It doesn't really matter for us here, on the podcast at this moment in time, but you know, over time, I, I think it'll definitely help out the In Your House event, you know.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I think we've
0: seen AEW doing it right when it comes to um, wrestlers in the crowd. But Kushida now is taking control of this match-up.
1: Jake Atlas cuts him off as he's trying to get Drake Maverick in the corner.
0: Uh-oh, and now Jake Atlas has got Kushida on his shoulders.
1: and Drake's just like, no, I'm not going to get involved in this. I'm going to let you two fight it out. <laughs> oh, my Bloody hell, God. Oh, Kushida. Roll up on Atlas, German suplex on Maverick, pinning them both at the same time, only gets two twos. two. two. Well, fair play there to
0: Kushida, showing what he can do as we go to an ad break. When we're back, Maverick looks to be fighting both men off. No, it's a freeway.
1: Well, both, uh, all three men are kind of getting a shot at one of their opponents. And now can Drake square off against each other as Kushida's down taking a breather? Irish whip to Maverick, who jumps over Atlas. Drop toe holds him into the second turnbuckle. Does the same to Kushida. Both men are stacked. Ooh. This huge kick in the corner from Maverick. Off the second now. Drop
0: kick. And Maverick is alive in this one. The Maverick magic. And what a great match this has
1: been. As Maverick now sending Atlas to the apron. Kushida charges in. Drake <laughs> sidesteps. He catches Atlas. but Maverick gets caught by Kushida. And Kushida now off the top. Oh my god. Jesus, he folded up Atlas. Sent on over the corner. Takes out Jake Atlas. Comes in, turns his attentions to Maverick. Springs in from the bottom. Tornado DDT. Got a go. cross armbreaker. Locked in. Maverick looking for the roll up again. No But no. Kushida kicks out. Uh, this, Wise to it this time.
0: Yeah, this time realising he had to let go of that submission or that was job done there. Kushida's I don't think looked better than he has in this matchup. Uh, tonight on NXT. There's all three men now just wondering what the next move is.
1: And talking about three men, we've got referee Kurt Angle, special guest for the Timothy Thatcher-Matt Riddle match.
0: And what a main event that should be to cap off NXT update on the episode as Atlas hits a German to Kushida.
1: So, Kurt Angle, wasn't he recently released with the last big job lot of releases? Yes,
0: so they've done the same with Kurt as they're kind of doing with Maverick, but, you know, just... We'll go more into detail with that. Tomorrow night, we're a live show with the news, Dan. So we're trying to give a bit more detail. But it's interesting circumstances. It's a strange situation. Situation. As Maverick sends Atlas into the ring post. And I think the fans in attendance are definitely behind
1: Maverick. Slice bread to Atlas. One, two. No, Kashida there to break it up.
0: Oh, damn you, Kashida! With the kicks as well. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Maverick gets psyched up with a kick to the head stands up straight into a right hand from Kushida who drops him
0: well Atlas with a right hand to Kushida but managing to turn it round
1: handspring but gets caught what German a German suplex
0: <laughs> what a suplex sends him outside this could be the end Atlas might get one of the biggest victories we've not really mentioned it but, nah. but this young man could be looking at going to the finals of the Cruiserweight title tournament well, Maverick certainly doesn't look like
1: he's enjoying himself at the moment.
0: <laughs> he's a long way from home now. Talk about a career
1: on the line. The rainbow DDT from Atlas, very impressive. It gets dragged out of the ring by Kushida.
0: And Kushida saying, You're not going to take my spot in this tournament. Oh. And as he looks to wind up with a big right, gets caught with a big boot.
1: Well, this is to face El Hijo del Fantasma. For the interim Cruiserweight Championship.
0: It means everything. And it's not only a title opportunity, but like I said, a career on the line as well. There's now Atlas looking to go up. And I've got a feeling at this moment in time, we are one big move away from the finish. Whoever hits that, as Kushida's up now.
1: Just grabs hold of Atlas's leg, stops him from jumping. Now both men, Kushida and Atlas, fighting on the second ropes. Maverick comes in with a palm strike, knocks Atlas off.
0: Well, Atlas goes down to the mats, but he's getting back up again now. You can see the quick recovery from the cruiserweights in this one. It's Kushida now working the arm.
1: Hammerlock on Maverick, who gets caught with a kick to the face.
0: From... Well, the amount of punishment Maverick's taken in this tournament has been incredible. There's now Atlas looking to hurt Kushida, but it's the other way round. Kushida working on the arm of Jake. You just can't leave a limb out there, can you, with Kushida? He will just grab hold of it and <laughs> just try and twist it off.
1: Yes, yeah, just hope he doesn't wrestle Joey Ryan anytime soon. <laughs> And now both off the top. Kashida rolls
0: Frambreaker. Atlas desperately holding on. His hands grasped, but not anymore. Maverick into the cover. One, two, two,
1: three. three.
0: (laughs) Atlas didn't tap. Maverick gets the win. Maverick wins. Maverick wins.
1: (laughs) Uh, Uh, Innovative way. By hook or by crook, the second time. Maverick manages to get the victory Kushida had the uh, arm uh, lock
0: in Maverick managed to get the arm across Atlas and get the win Maverick goes to the final now to face Fantasma for the Cruiserweight Championship the dream is still alive Kushida looked like a killer in that one and I was quite impressed with Atlas Dan what are your thoughts on that match
1: yeah absolutely Um, you know Jake Atlas certainly impressing Kushida this is probably the best he's looked since I've seen him debuting. Rick, just absolutely love the story of him coming into it.
0: Yeah, absolutely brilliant stuff here on NXT. Well, we get a reminder about the women's title match at TakeOver and Charlotte Flair's mystery partner takes us into another ad break.
1: Kurt Angle going over pre-matching in you, Thatcher. And then we see another angle of the finish of the triple threat. Atlas was tapping during the camp, but the ref decision stands. It's Maverick versus Phantasma next week.
0: Well Johnny Gagano and Candice LeRae are out to booze. He tells them they have jobs because of him and he thinks his message is getting twisted. There's talent in the NXT, a few good hands. They want to get opportunities to people who deserve them. That's how we started. So tonight is our first ever Johnny Gagano Invitational. One lucky person gets to work with the best performers of this generation. He signals Candice to open the envelope. They think it's Adrian Adonis, but it's... Adrian Alanis versus Johnny Gagano. Well, Alanis starts hot but quickly charges a super kick after a cheap shot. Pissed off, Johnny locks in a Gagano escape and that's it.
1: Yes, Johnny Gagano defeats Adrian Alanis via submission.
0: Well, Keith Lee and Mia Yim come up on a big screen. They're looking at Yim kicking Johnny in the face. They mock dinner with the Gaganos, and Mia says the centrepiece is cheap like the Gaganos. She busts out a flashlight and cuts a promo on Caddis, so she's more comfortable in the shadows, and hasn't won her title despite being an NXT for years. Keith doesn't want to do it, but Mia talks him into it. Lee's voice gets chipper, and he says he's Johnny.
1: He's got something in common with his action figure. They're the same size. Carries a flag for NXT, even though no one asked him to. Spends more time looking at himself in the mirror than his wife. He jokes that he's blind. Then they both shift to talking about what a mistake gagano Lerae made messing with them. Lee asks what Mia says the same thing Candice always makes. Take out. Tegan knocks, knocks and lets herself in. She's got pizza, but already had some. She grabs one more slice and bolts. And Keith is frustrated there's only one left.
0: Well, Mackenzie Mitchell is interviewing Jake Maverick, who didn't want to win this way. He talks about ways to make it right when Kushida comes in and tells him he fights for the title and his job. So go win. I love Kushida. Drake promises to give him the first shot when he wins the belt.
1: That's brilliant. (laughs) You know, the confidence that man must have at the moment is absolutely brilliant. Well, after some more commercials, Imperium get a promo. The tag titles aren't coming off their shoulders, just like the UK title is staying with Volta. They heard what Only Lorcan and Danny Burch said after their win last week, but they set the terms, the ring is sacred, etc, etc, etc.
0: Yeah, I cannot wait. Only Lorcan and Burch getting their opportunity, maybe finally. Up next, Shotzi
1: Blackheart versus Raquel Gonzalez. Dakota Kai is out with her heater, and Shotzi gets right in Gonzalez's face, but is powered into the ropes. Raquel holds a wrist lock for a couple of shoulder blocks. But Blackheart fights back with up kicks. This one is going fast and neither woman can connect during the flurry until Shotzi lands some forearms and a question mark kick. She springs off the ropes but Kai tells her friend to move and Blackheart eats the mat. Big elbow drop from Gonzalez but only gets two. Two. Dakota starts messing with Shotzi's mini tank as a distraction but Knox runs in and flattens her. Time for a break.
0: Well, the big Texan in control when we return. Boots to the face in the corner, then a the power slam gets two. Two. Gonzalez follows up with a bear hug, but Shotzi elbows free. Forearm, but she charges into the backbreaker for another near fall. Shotzi looks to hit a coffin drop on the pair, but overshoots a bit and lands hard on the back. They still sell for it. Tegan comes over to check on her friend, and Candice LeRae runs in to beef with Knox over a role in the Lee Yim video. While the referee Blackheart is heading towards the corner, to hit Gonzalez with something when Dakota Kai gets in the way, and Shotzi ends up crotched on to the top ropes. A big power sound follows, and that is it.
1: Yes, Raquel Gonzalez defeats Shotzi Blackheart via pinfall. We get a video package for the already announced Finn Balor versus Damian Priest match at TakeOver. The women's tag match is next, after these words.
0: And it is Io Shirai, Ray Ripley versus Charlotte Flair and Chelsea Green.
1: Okay, then. ro actually gives us WWE's first mention of Hannah Kimura while Shirai enters. Robert Stone is out with his client and plays tribute to the Queen with a royal handshake. Flair lets Green start with Ripley and the Nightmare puts her down and demands she tags Charlotte in. Ray's reaction on Flair keeps giving Chelsea openings until Eo tags herself.
0: Well, the genius of the Sky is a house of fire but eventually ends up beyond being the receiving end of a dive from Chelsea. Charlotte wants to tag while Shy is woozy but doesn't stay in long while Green is leagued again. She gets hit from a dive from Eo. Blair looks to swoop in, but Raya backs off. That gives Green a chance to recover and she throws Shirai through the barricade as we go to the commercial.
1: Well, the champ is working the heat on Eo when we return. She crotch chops up Ripley, but when she turns back to chop Shirai, she hits Green. The Queen baits Raya into charging, so the heels double-team Eo while the ref deals with that. Shirai escapes Green and makes the tag, and Ripley is all over Chelsea. She ends her attack with a fake flare, bakes up the pin with a boot.
0: Well, she gets the tag and locks in the figure four, but Eo with a drop kick. She gets the tag and hits Charlotte with a running knees in the corner, but Flair kicks out. Uh-huh. They roll through a few pinning predicaments then Shy with a stomp. Tiger faint kick but Green pushes Charlotte out of the way. Take the springboard, drop kick, follow-up. Charlotte ties up Raya and ducks out of the way just as Eo runs with her knees, taking out a partner. Flair with a surprise cover, gets both feet on the rope.
1: And that is
0: it. Yes, Charlotte Flair and Chelsea Green defeat Io Shirai, Ripley.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, Mitchell with a steaming hot Gagano and LeRae. Johnny challenges Keith Lee for the North American title at TakeOver. And Candice faces Mia next week. And Tegan, you should be ashamed of yourself.
0: Well, after a break, Phillips kicks it to a Zoom meeting between NXT champion Adam Cole and general manager William Regal. Cole complains about having to cancel his celebration, but Regal's had enough of his condescending tone. The chase, he wants the un-sputed to get a fair shot at the tag titles
1: and... The GM says it's all about Cole, but what about what he wants? He thinks Dream deserves another shot at the title and it'll probably happen at takeover. They bicker about whether Dream or Cole is a bigger narcissist and Regal makes a baby joke that Cole responds to by referencing the man's man gimmick. They settle on a takeover match at location of Regal's choosing. And if Cole wins, Dream can't challenge for the title again as long as he has the belt. Yeah. I, I just want to say, you
0: know, talk about a questionable book in the side in the women's match. This, the, the world title feud, Adam Cole, at the NXT Championship, has kind of been the least promoted, if you know what I mean, out of kind of all of them. Is it because of what happened with the kind of Velveteen Dream and the allegations, or is it just maybe there's not a guy kind of ready on Adam Cole's level yet?
1: I think that's it. you know you can see the kind of building up challenges for the title but carrying cross he's got a point to prove against Champa um Finn Balor I, I don't know you know I don't know what they want to do with him and Adam Cole at the moment there was kind of a, a set to between the two but they haven't kind of capitalized on yeah. that just yet um I I, I I again I don't know it might be because of the allegations I honestly couldn't tell you.
0: Honestly, we couldn't confirm or deny. But like you said, um, Balor maybe looked to have a problem with Walter and Imperium. Another person who got a problem was uh, Lorcan and Birch, and they get a video package after the break. They love fighting, respect each other, and meet at a pub to agree they want to take the titles from Imperium. We then confirm the NXT title match for TakeOver.
1: Um, up next, uh, Tommaso Chomper gets his toughest challenge yet from Leon Ruff, the man who was kind of defeated by Karrion Cross in three moves.
0: Yeah, so see if Chomper can uh, make a statement in this one.
1: Well, Scarlett follows Chomper down the ramp and he's focused on her when Ruff attacks and got out the bell. He uses his speed to get in another shot and evade before he gets caught with a high knee. High, oh, knee. high knee. The black heart works over Ruff in the corner while locking eyes with Scarlett. He then blows her a kiss before hitting the fairy tale ending.
0: So, Tommaso Ciampa beats Ruff fairly easy. He points at his watch and waves bye-bye to Scarlett. As she leaves, Cross comes up on the big screen, or his eyes do anyway. He agrees with what Ciampa said last week. Their match at TakeOver is special. He promises to make Tommaso feel something he never has before on June 7th.
1: TikTok, tock tock mother. Well, next week is the Cruiserweight final between Maverick and Phantasma, and the Ray versus Yim is official. Now it's time for fight pit. There are no ropes or turnbuckles inside the fence. It's just a big square mat. Knockout or tap out only. After Kurt Angle's entrance, we get a video package recapping the feud that set up tonight's cage fight, and that is Matt Riddle versus Timothy. F- it's true. It's damn true. So it's good to see Kurt Angle back in the ring.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. You know, Kurt Angle here, as we see yeah, Timothy Thatcher making his way out right now. and We'll talk about the cage. In a minute. But we're just going to get a tale of a tape quickly from Thatcher. And he is six foot three, two 225 pounds, with a 78-inch reach. And uh, the, like I said, Thatcher's come on here. And i tell you what, I like ruggedness. You know, I like that kind of look about him. And I think he's done well here. And we see the fight pit. And it's like a, maybe like a normal, I don't want to say a normal steel cage. But, you know, round the ring. But yeah, indeed,
1: got... Jesper's got kind of like a walkway all around the top of it. And uh, it's got a cut angle waiting in it. And he's not going to take any shit.
0: No doubt. So do you think this is like maybe could be Matt Riddle's match from now on? If he's got a problem with anybody else, he can go into the the fight pit? Or is it just, you know, would they have maybe done a normal cage if they could have done it? I quite like the look of it, to be fair. Well, I, I think, I think, think well, you
1: know, it's good, innovative, very different. Um, certainly should be a crazy match. But the taller of the tape for Matt Riddle, he's six foot two. Two hundred and sixteen pound and he's got a seventy seven inch reach. So he's got an inch reach less than Timothy Thatcher. Yeah,
0: and these two men, uh again, like I said, becoming a tag team, tag team champions now the opposing size of the cage. And I'm expecting this to be uh as rough as Thatcher looks, really, an angle, of course, former Olympian.
1: Absolutely, and oh. uh the bell rings. Thatcher jumps into the cage, but Riddle jumps in, rolls through, and hits a huge forearm, double leg takedown, and uh, oh, Fucking ground hell. and pound by Matt Riddle. Do you think this is where Matt Riddle should be? What Matt Riddle should be doing?
0: I mean, at the moment, I would say yeah. I mean, it looks great. You know, he's taking early control, and they're going to treat it like this. And I think Thatcher's a great opponent. I mean, again, someone like Pete Dunne in a match like this, I think it would be really, really, you know, kind of. Incredible to see.
1: And Kurt Angle, referee, and it's the only choice. Well, yeah,
0: exactly. Kurt won't take any shit, and he'll know what's right and what's wrong. As Thatcher had the submission, but Riddle, riding that cage, And Thatcher trying to stomp the foot back. That's nice power.
1: Now deadlift German by Riddle,
0: slamming Thatcher down. Broton, and these are more intense than I think we've seen Matt Riddle in a little while. Maybe that's what he needed—someone to kind of annoy him a little bit. And again, another Broton to the back.
1: Our <laughs> uh, kick gets caught, and Thatcher delivering a huge slap. But Riddle right in the cage again.
0: Well, it's like a Showtime kick there. And Angle saying, "Wait a minute, let me uh do the count."
1: They even pushed or pulled Matt Riddle out of the way to do his ten count. You
0: know what I love about Kurt Angle is uh because Matt Riddle's gonna get called up to the main roster soon. I think he might be on his way to SmackDown uh, as the time of recording. They oh. asked An- they asked Angle to be his manager. Yeah. And Kurt said no.
1: <laughs> More respect for Kurt Angle. Wow. Oh, my God. Thatcher's busted open, and I think he's just picking up a couple of teeth.
0: Fucking hell. And you can see the pool of blood in his hands. Well, that's nice, isn't it? Give Kurt teeth.
1: Well, he's going to put them uh, under his pillow for the tooth fairy, and the doctor checking on Thatcher's mouth. Oh, my. he shows the teeth to the camera.
0: God. He can fight, but it looks pretty gruesome with blood coming out of his mouth. Well, touch in it. Grow some more, James. <laughs> well, we go to a commercial. We come back. And Thatcher's in control. And these two men just entwined on the canvas. And Thatcher, I think, would be best just to try and block the mouth. As Vidal moving in close to the cage, we see a replay of the shot that took a couple of teeth out. Well, I don't think since Mick Foley, have we seen a man be able to um, spit out his teeth? It just shows the toughness. Still managing to fight into this.
1: Absolutely. But it does make for good visuals as well, though. Without a doubt. It it seems like it's a proper fight, you know what I yeah. mean? Like... And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why Pete Dunne wears a gum shield. Why <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> like Kurt Angle wore a fucking gum shield yeah. as well, to be fair. Towards the end of his career, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and now Riddle going to go for a Superman punch off the cage. A
1: man punch off the cage.
0: But gets caught. Armbreaker, but Riddle managing to turn it round. Backdrop by Thatcher, though. Oh, belly-to-belly overhead. Now, just grabs the leg of Riddle, twists it back, and as he's got the submission in, managing to kick Riddle. it has got a single leg Boston. Well, he wanted the match to be either or knocked out, and I didn't think it thought it was going to be his teeth, but that's the only way this match can end.
1: Well, yeah, Timothy Thatcher's <laughs> teeth have lost the match for him because they've been knocked out.
0: As Thatcher now, and this, you know, we've been doing NXT update for so long, and like, even this, this week's one just feels different to, you know what I mean? There is a kind of. Change in the air.
1: Absolutely. I absolutely fucking love this match as well. <laughs> I think it's absolutely brilliant. It is kind of like a UFC fight. But enjoyable. But, in, yeah, <laughs> in NXT. And you've got Kurt Angle there as well. The man won a gold freaking medal with a broken neck, James.
0: Well, it bodes well for tomorrow night and NXT in your house event. And of course, takeovers always deliver. But at the moment of time, Riddle might be in serious trouble as Angle's counting him. Gets to his feet. But Thatcher waiting.
1: So, should this match actually be on the TakeOver card?
0: I think maybe a little bit more build-up, you know, that they they could have done. But, again, it's great to see it on actual, just on NXT, you know. Like, it feels like old days in a little bit where you used to have a big match every couple of weeks as well. Yeah. Something you look forward to.
1: And Timothy Thatcher, he was unknown until he took Pete Dunne's place, had a couple of tag matches with Riddle, had a match against Riddle, now he's in this. I mean... I feel bad for Dunn in a way, but it's fair play for Thatcher to be able
0: to come in and, and take that role. You know, as he grabs the foot of Riddle, and, and that's what I would do. If I was fighting Matt Riddle...
1: I'd be on his big toe.
0: I would just try and break his foot.
1: I'd actually rip off his arm and beat him with a bloody stump. <laughs> but that's just my feeling towards you. That's just you,
0: innit? it? Yeah. And you're mental, so... <laughs> I'm crazy! <laughs> <laughs> so, as Riddle now looking to put away Thatcher once and for all.
1: But you saying you feel for Pete Dunne in this, would this be Pete Dunne going against Matt Riddle? Was Would this have been the plan going forward? Or do you reckon it wouldn't have kind of been executed like this? Is this just something they've kind of... Adapted to overcome the current situation. Situation, I
0: think they might have just adapted it, and I think they've done it bloody well. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I say. I've used the word bloody there, so you know what I mean business. And uh, and I think we've done it. Would have been different, and that, that would have been a takeover match. I feel. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because of the uh, the story that went into it. But again, this is this is something else. Is Riddle is still trying to fight, and we we're so his toughness, and maybe a different size of Matt that we haven't seen.
1: I still have no respect for the man. <laughs> well i no, got... he he can't what he does he can do. But I just think the man's a dick.
0: And now on top of the uh, the cage where you've got the uh, the walkways, there's another referee on top of there as well.
1: Well this isn't going to end well for either man as uh Matt Riddle's trying to climb up as he gets his face bounced off that walkway around the outside.
0: And they're about what, eight or nine foot in the air. At least ten foot up. Look okay, at angle. You know, standing there watching the action. precarious position for both. And just a huge chop from Riddle. But Thatcher strikes as well. Nice kicks by Riddle now. And Thatcher finds himself in a precarious position. And he might be full. of catches a leg. And again, he's got the foot. Twists it round into the ankle lock. A la cut angle. A la cut angle. And now the grapevine in. I don't think Riddle can get out of this. And he's shouting at Kurt. He's not going to quit. Riddle managing to power back up. And the kicks don't have the same fire, do they, as they had before?
1: Matt Riddle looking for his running senton or broton, but Thatcher moves out of the way as Riddle hits nothing but that walkway on the cage.
0: And Thatcher just got the grimace. Looks like he's got an idea for Riddle now.
1: Oh, Ooh, suplex.
0: Well, when you think both men weigh what, two hundred pounds, there's a lot of impact there on that walkway. There's not much give there. I mean, you know, what we're we talking there is that. What kind of material is that, Dan, that they are fallen on?
1: Um, Youngman's walk boards.
0: Exactly. And now it looks like Thatcher's trying to dump an underhook Riddle into the ring. Or the
1: cage. Or the fight pit. No, Riddle fights out of it, though. Ripcord knee rocks Thatcher, who rolls into the ring.
0: And now Riddle's got an idea. And the bro's going to fly. and lovely corkscrew off the top. Right down on Thatcher in the midsection. And you can see the pain Thatcher's in.
1: I don't think Matt Riddle's able to recover from that quickly.
0: He's having to use the cage to get up. and Kurt Angle's counting. And now Riddle may be looking to end things on
1: Thatcher. And he gets up at the count of eight. Riddle goes in with a flurry of kicks to the chest. But Thatcher just grabs him round the throat. Riddle stops it. Slap as Riddle runs into the cage. (laughs) Dumbass. And now Thatcher's got the back of Riddle. Looking for the rear naked choke. Riddle trying to escape. Thatcher bounces his head off the side of the cage. Locks it in again. As Riddle slams Thatcher back first into the cage. But Thatcher's refusing to release. And that was the only way Riddle could do it. It's bounced, but Thatcher still stayed
0: on like a pit bull. Choke him out. Go, on, Thatcher, choke him out. On his back, Riddle in serious trouble. Bro to sleep, you prick. Kurt checking. Checking the arm. We
1: go down third time. It does. And Riddle is <laughs> out. Riddle's out. Thatcher's put him to sleep. <laughs> Well, we said about this being Matt Riddle's match, I think it should be Timothy Thatcher's match.
0: <laughs> well, Thatcher impresses there, and like you said, bro to sleep. Matt Riddle, possibly his last match at NXT, and Thatcher gets a victory. Dan, what are your
1: thoughts on that main event? Absolutely brilliant. Again, Timothy Thatcher, he's been rising and rising and rising in my estimation. And beating Matt Riddle is just like, he's just put the cherry <laughs> on top of the ice cream sundae. On top of the big cake that the ice cream sundae was on top of. Yeah,
0: what a match there for both men. Very, very impressive stuff. And like I said, Thatcher looks like a fan. Uh, and it has been good stuff. Um, Dan, we're, we're going to have a third episode. June 3rd, the, the last episode of NXT before in your house. We'll have it on a live show tomorrow night. What have you thought of NXT update for this past couple of months and of course the episodes that we've seen today?
1: I think it's been absolutely brilliant. You know, again, the thing that we've... Both agree that we love about NXT is that they don't focus on just one thing. They focus on everything across the months leading up to the pay-per-view, which is absolutely brilliant. But, yeah, you know, we've seen some amazing matches moments and we've still got a lot more. Without
0: a shadow of a doubt. So that is it. Don't forget, we're across all social media. We're on Twitter, at Review, Or I'm at WNRDan. And I'm at J underscore Rowland's.
1: And don't forget our WNR follower of the week is James underscore J four one six. James J. Yeah,
0: so James J, you are a follower of the week. We're also on Facebook. Yes, the
1: WNR podcast on Facebook and also Instagram.
0: Of course, all across the Google platform. Send us an email to WNRPodcast at gmail dot com. YouTube, the WNR
1: podcast, where we have all the latest clips.
0: And podcast got at the same time on YouTube as you do. SoundCloud. On your phone. Also, Stitcher Radio and Spreaker Radio, where we do our live shows. And iTunes, where you can download, subscribe, rate, and review there. So that is it. Next episode. Our next episode, of course, is tomorrow night. The WNR are live.
1: Yes, and we will bring you the pre-show featuring games, mass debate, news, and so much more. Yeah,
0: it's going to be incredible try and join us tomorrow night live at 9pm. And, of course, next week we'll bring you the In Your House the entire event. That will be June 14th. Well, that is it. I have been James Rowlands, and as always, I was joined by... Dan White. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow night for the TakeOver kickoff. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.